0: You have probably heard a message about the Proverbs 31 woman, but I am guaranteeing you, you have not heard one like this.
1: It's time now for the Autumn Miles Show.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey. It is your girl, Autumn Miles. Happy Mother's Day week to you. Happy Mother's Day to all my mommies and mamas and moms and mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers. And if you have a great-great-grandmother, a special happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to all of you out there today and this whole week. Mother's Day is the best day of all time. And I, because I'm a mom <laughs> and I have kids everywhere, so I really, really enjoy Mother's Day. I actually have a super special Proverbs 31 message for y'all today. So this is going to focus on women in general. I actually studied this years and years ago, and I share this information with my daughters on a regular basis. Because of just what I gleaned from studying the Hebrew, it's phenomenal. When you study the original text, what you glean from the passage, I am going to be sharing all of that with you after the break. Because for years, I literally hated the Proverbs 31 woman, she drove me nuts. And now I'm like, oh, wait, no, I totally get it after studying the Hebrew. That's after the break. For all of you mothers, happy Mother's Day. So here's the deal. What's happening in my life, in the Miles household, Haven just had a birthday. I told you about her super duper exclusive, cannot get in unless you are on the list, birthday party. We did have her birthday party. She is seven years old. I, I couldn't love my little Havey baby more. She is deliciously curious and wonderfully unique. (laughs) And I've never met anyone like her, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I just, I just never have, you know, there's people in your life that are similar. And then there's those people where you're like, wow, you have such an interesting perspective on life. And that is my child. She is so an interesting person. So we had her birthday. It was phenomenal. I had my friend Jessica come and do all of her balloons. And let me tell you, my friend, Jess, literally, she just she went all out for my baby. She knows how much, how much I love my kids. And uh, she really did a huge deal for her with all of the there were balloons everywhere, guys. And there were cats everywhere. There were black cats. There were white cats. There were unicorn cats. There were all sorts of cats everywhere. But yesterday was her actual birthday. Okay. And this is why I love this child so much. So my other three kids, I'll be like, what do you want for dinner? And they'll they'll want to go to like a nice restaurant or something like that. Haven is so different and breaks all molds in my house because I'm like, what do you want for dinner? And she says, I want pancakes and brownies. I'm like, okay, do you want a birthday cake? And uh, she said, I do not want a birthday cake. And I'm like, what, what seven year old doesn't want a birthday cake. Now, mind you, we had already had a birthday cake for her on Saturday, but I do not want a birthday cake. Do not get me a birthday cake, mom. I want your brownies. And I'm like, okay, hundred percent. I can do that. That like, is, takes no time. And I want pancakes and my family likes Cracker Barrel. And so I'm like, you want to go to Cracker Barrel and get a Cracker Barrel pancakes? And she said, no, I want your pancakes, mommy. And I said, well, your wish is my command. And so mama got in the kitchen and I felt like I was a Denny's short order cook last night. I had the sausage patties. I had the bacon. I started baking my bacon in the oven and it's so much better than frying it. Oh my goodness. You guys bake your bacon in the oven. It's so great. Cause I like crisp bacon. And it comes out so good. I had the eggs. I had the hash browns. I had the pancakes. I had the syrup. I had the butter. I had everything, man. I was a literally a short order cook last night and made her a plate. And I don't even think she ate the pancakes, but she did eat all the hash browns, which was amazing. And she looked at me and she just said, mommy, thank you so much for making my favorite meal. And I'm telling you what, it was like the best thing ever. So in the vein of Mother's Day, is there anything better than when you go all out for your children, all out, I mean, all out for their birthdays or for Christmas or for, Whatever it is, maybe it's just a random Tuesday and they've had a bad week and you take them to ice cream. Is there anything better than your kids looking at you when you've really tried to make their day something special and them saying, Thank you, mommy. I love this. I love you. You know what else she told me? She said, This is the best day ever. And if I would have known that last night was the best day ever, I would have saved myself a whole bunch of planning by planning her super exclusive uh, members only, list only, security and everything, a birthday party that we had had just two days previous. There is nothing better than your kids thanking you. And for all you moms out there that have kids, that are too young to even speak and they're puking on you and they're peeing on you or whatever and they can't say thank you yet. Listen, I'm going to say on their behalf, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for taking care of me. Just pretend I'm your child. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do for me because one day there will be a day I have a 16 year old, 13 year old, two, seven year olds where they look at you and say, mom, I see all the effort you put in. Thank you so much. My son did that on Easter because I got up at like 5 a.m. Because I want to have my quiet time with Jesus, the resurrected Lord. And then I made breakfast and the whole thing. And at the end of the day, I went and laid on my bed. It was like 730 at night. And he came in and he looked at me and goes, I see how much you worked for our family today, mom. Thank you so much. And I'm like, (laughs) I love you. I'll do it again. Anyway, happy Mother's Day to you. Catch me after this break, you guys. It is going to get real real up in this podcast today. All about Proverbs 31. If you always hated her, guess what? You'll find yourself in her after the break. I'll see you in a sec.
2: Looking for a passionate speaker to bring the Word of God for your next conference or church function? We've got the girl for you. Autumn Miles is the founder of the Autumn Miles Ministries with the goal of spiritually challenging the way people think. Autumn is dedicated to teaching the Bible in an engaging and relatable way so that everyone can experience the Lord in a deeper way. Autumn is devoted to spiritually challenging people to draw closer to God. She is a passionate advocate for the Word of God, women, domestic violence victims, and adoption. So what are you waiting for? You can book Autumn for your next speaking engagement today. Just go to autumnmiles.com. Once there, just search the top of the index for the Invite Autumn tab. Click on it and scroll down for more information. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. Hey, hey guys, we are
0: back from the break. I'm so excited about the next few minutes that I have with you guys. I really want to honor you. I want to honor women. I want to honor mothers, grandmothers, Everybody. And I think that just kind of walking through this precious piece of scripture in Proverbs 31 is a good way to do that. And so that's exactly what I'm going to do. We're going to walk through the intimidating passage in a lot of ways, uh, but it might not be intimidating after this show. I want to walk through this intimidating passage slash insightful passage about the Proverbs 31 woman. So here we go to honor you guys out there. The Proverbs 31 woman is one of those women that growing up intimidated me like no other. Now I grew up um, in the 80s and in the 90s and um, what I was taught growing up was that if you are a godly woman, um, and I don't even know if anyone said this to me. I don't even know if anyone like, like directly said this. I mean, I know I have heard it as an adult, but the inference or the perception was that if you were a godly woman, uh, that you have to, you know not talk very much. (laughs) Definitely don't work outside the home. Definitely, you know, don't speak your mind. You can't really be a leader. Uh, So there's all these things that almost were stereotypical of like a 1950s woman. Okay. Or 1960s. I don't know. I wasn't born then, but I am thinking that growing up, there was a lot of inference that in order to be godly you must be quiet you must not speak much you must not work outside the home and that's just kind of how i grew up so when I discovered that, hello, I've got this huge personality, I know I love to communicate. I love to communicate at a young age. Um, I mean, I remember debating people in high school, writing letters to like our newspaper and things like that in high school. I remember, um, you know, always being a leader in high school and, and just young while I was under this umbrella of this cloud of misinterpretation, really, of Proverbs 31, Um, I always thought, am I ever going to fit into this godly woman mold? Am I ever going to do that? And it bothered me because I felt like I couldn't. I felt like the Proverbs 31 woman was just one particular way. And I couldn't be her because my personality was too big or the things that I did were just a little bit off of the cookie cutter mom and wife and woman mentality. Well, I got real frustrated one day when I really got serious about the Lord. And I was actually married to Eddie at this time. And I I always avoided this passage of scripture. I always said to myself, I'm not even going to go there because I already know what it says. And that that did me such a huge disservice because when I was married to Eddie in the early years of our marriage, um, we got pushback from people in our life about me being a leader. And it bothered me so much that I I started praying about it. And I was like, Lord, this is how you created me with leadership skills and stuff like that. And he said, well, have you studied Proverbs 31? And I said, no, I have not. And I went to this passage of scripture and it blessed me so much because I found all different types of women in this passage of scripture, and that's how I want to honor you today. Um, you will find yourself here. I actually went and, and studied the Hebrew of Proverbs thirty-one. Now, um, in the Hebrew, um, they read from right to left. We read in English from left to right. Uh, I found out that, of course, it was written in Hebrew, and and I have a lot to say about that. There's a lot of Hebrew words that, from first glance, don't tell you the whole story. I was nice to hear the whole story when I studied it in Hebrew. I learned that Bathsheba wrote this. Now, Bathsheba, we all know David and Bathsheba, uh, the whole story of of that. And if you don't, I invite you to go and I invite you to study that. But it's interesting that she wrote this and she wrote this to Solomon, her son Solomon. Um, And it's just so interesting to have her words displayed for us. Oftentimes I wondered what she thought. I wondered just what her perspective on life was, where we we might not have all of those things, but we do have her perspective on women and um, what a good godly wife woman was as she's portraying it to Solomon, okay? So to start off, and I know that was a really long introduction, but I also think it's important just to kind of broaden our horizons when it comes to studying scripture. The scripture says things to us, but it's it was not written in English. So it says a lot more when you study the original language of how it was written. And like I said, when I did that, it illuminated so many different things. For Mother's Day, I want to start with the end of Proverbs 31. And we're going to kind of work backwards. All right. How Bathsheba ends Proverbs 31 is absolutely incredible. Now she has gone on for uh, 17 verses about what a virtuous wife or woman is. And she gets to verse 28, Proverbs 31, 28, and she's talking about this woman. And she says this, happy Mother's Day to you. Her children rise up and bless her. Her husband also and praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Verse 30 says this charm is deceitful, and oh how it is. You ever meet someone so charming, but they're they don't have the character to back up that charm? Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. The older I get, <laughs> the more wrinkles I notice. It's gonna fade, y'all. But guess what doesn't fade? A woman who fears the Lord shall be praise. Give her the product of her hand and let her works praise her in the gates. So that's how Bathsheba rounds out this advice, this motherly advice that she gives Solomon. This is someone that you should look for. Okay. Now you can be outgoing. Um, you can be not outgoing. Personality really doesn't matter. Uh, what Bathsheba is doing here is really displaying the work ethic and the character of this woman. So we can come from all different kinds of different personality traits. I mean, I I hear about the Enneagram 24, seven, you can be one through nine y'all on the Enneagram and still be this woman. It's the character that I am drawn to, okay? So Bathsheba ends this out with her, children rise up and bless her. Her husband also praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Now, like I said, Bathsheba's gone through 17 verses, okay? And in these verses are little jewels that I think are overlooked. I remember one time when I studied this, the Hebrew of Proverbs 31 originally, I was talking to my publicist before we released my first book in uh, 2014. And she said to me, wow, that's so interesting. I didn't know this. She was kind of living under the same restrictions that tradition had put on women, not freedom that that the word of God gives to women. And she was. We we're having this long discourse in Starbucks uh, one day, and we, we were talking about other things. But this was really interesting to me at the moment. This whole Proverbs thirty one. It literally opened my eyes to what a godly woman is, a godly wife is. And there was a woman in the corner that overheard our conversation. I will never forget to this day. We were drinking our coffee, minding our own business, might I add. And this woman came up to me and she said, shame on you. Shame on you for thinking that the Proverbs 31 woman is like this. And she clearly had heard everything that we said. And I just, you know, looked at her and I said, okay, because, you know, I'm, I'm, (laughs) she was very offended. And I just asked her this, have you read the text? She said nothing, and she turned around and walked away. And I I want you to know I have read it. And when you get to Proverbs 31, 28, Proverbs 31, 10 through 27 has challenged everything that tradition says a woman has to be, okay? It empowers women to step fully into their God-giving calling whatever that is. It really does show us what sort of a modern woman is. And it was so freeing when I saw that in the pages. I'm going to go through a few different verses. I did seven different messages on Proverbs 31. I am not going to do that for you guys. But these are the things that I'm teaching my daughter, not tradition. I'm teaching them the word. I'm teaching them what the word says about what God feels is a godly woman. Not what tradition says is a godly woman. What God says is a godly woman. That's what I'm teaching my daughters. And that, unfortunately... In the, um uh, 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 in religion, as I was growing up, this was not really even taught. It was revelatory when I learned in my twenties. Um, so here we go: an excellent wife, Proverbs thirty one ten. Who can find her? Her worth is far above rubies. An excellent wife, who can find her? Her worth is far above rubies. Now, at face value, that's a really pretty verse. And it looks incredible on Instagram. But if you look in the different versions of the scripture, it uses different words. My version, the New American Standard version, 1995, says an excellent wife who can find. If you look in other versions, it says a virtuous wife who can find. Her worth is far above rubies, okay? This word, now I don't want to lose you because this is going to open up your eyes, okay? When I was growing up and I heard about Proverbs 31, I felt like I could not fit into the traditional role of what everyone told me that this woman was quiet, didn't talk much, didn't work outside the home. I always had a desire to do what I'm doing right now, Um, you know, raised her kids and, you know, they never had a tantrum or anything like that. Uh, Her kids were always perfect or whatever. Tradition, this Proverbs 31, the text actually challenges everything tradition taught me. In Proverbs 31, the word excellent is this. It is pronounced kayil, kayil in the Hebrew or chayil, however you want to pronounce it, kayil. Excellent equals kayil. Virtuous equals Kayil. Now, sometimes you'll see these on like, you know, uh, cups at women's conferences and things like that. You'll see this represented. Um, But when you look at the definition of the word Kayil, it gives you a totally different outlook on the Proverbs 31 woman. Kayil means this in the Hebrew, and you can look this up for yourself. I use the Blue Letter Bible all the time. It's a great resource. Kayil or Chayil means this. Probably a force, whether of men, means, or resources. An army, wealth, virtue, valor, strength, able. Activity, army, band of men, soldiers, company, great, forces, goods, host, might, power, riches, strength, strong, substance, train, valiant, valor, virtuous, war worthy. That tiny word, excellent or virtuous means all of those things. I thought it was of note that it actually was a military term used and it is a masculine noun. Now, why would Bathsheba tell her son use such a word that actually encapsulates the masculine uh, noun? Why would she do that? Because she knew. That what she was getting ready to roll out to Solomon was a woman who was mentally strong, strength, able, might, power, substance, train, valiant, valor, virtuous, worthy. In order to do everything that Bathsheba was telling Solomon to do, this woman need, uh, needed a Kayil or Chayil mind. It really was talking about how she thinks specifically. It was interesting to me that this word is used as a military term or was used as a military term. So in order to go in and to be victorious over the military, uh, the whoever was over the military would choose men that had this quality. Why? Because they would be victorious. In order to be victorious over the next 17 verses, a woman needs this kind of resolve. It's a militant stance on your life. This one characteristic mocked what I learned growing up or the perception of what I learned was a Proverbs 31 woman growing up. Oh, she can be strong. Yes, that's what Kayil means. Strength, valor, substance, strong, virtue, army, band of men. That's what it means. So all of a sudden, I see Proverbs 31 in a totally different light. And I realized, because uh, Grace and Jude were young at the time, in order to do everything I felt like God was calling me to do, I know his word tells me I am more than a conqueror. I have to look at my life. And I have to know that if God has called me to it, he will help me conquer with this kail stance at my life. It radically changed my whole position on this woman and I instantly loved her (laughs) because I was like, oh, okay, I could do that. Now strength doesn't mean like all the time. Sometimes strength is silence. Sometimes strength is sitting still. Sometimes strength is self-control. We all know that. Sometimes strength requires you not to say a word just like Jesus when they were accusing him. Strength looks different. Nonetheless, Kayil took that. It was a military stance that this woman was taking in Proverbs 31 about her life. Women, we all can do this. I get the sense right now that a lot of women are like, oh my goodness gracious, I am completely overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with my kids. I'm overwhelmed with my job. I'm overwhelmed with what I'm facing. I'm overwhelmed with all of these things. The enemy wants you overwhelmed. If Proverbs 31 woman was overwhelmed, she 100% would not have been able to carry out the next 17 verses. But she had the quality of Kayil. And the reason she had the quality of Kayil Is because she knew who her God was. And that with his help, she was more than a conqueror, no matter what was in front of her. Let's move on to the next verse. I want to talk to you just about this woman. Now, we're going to keep this uh, for the next couple of minutes and then I'll be done. Happy Mother's Day. But we're going to keep this mentality in our minds as I stroll through just a few of the verses that I really want to uh, to bring out. One of them is Proverbs 31, 11. It says, an excellent wife who can find for her worth is far above jewels. Now, all throughout Proverbs 31, Bathsheba references the husband. But this is something I want to bring out. Uh, Verse 11, Proverbs 31, 11, the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. When he marries her, he doesn't wish he didn't. (laughs) When he marries her, he actually gains something. Proverbs uh, says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. There is no lack of gain. He doesn't go back a couple steps because he marries this chick. Okay. He feels like he's gained a jewel in her. She does him good, not evil, all the days of her life. I want to stop at verse 11 because of this. The heart of her husband trust in her. Now I studied this and I think that this is, this will really help marriages out there. When you look in the Hebrew at the heart of a man, it is the very inner soul of a man. It is the inner being of a man. It is everything emotional about a man and all of it is wrapped up in his heart. It is the center of a man. Think of a fortress. You know how some men are like, you know, super tough and like they don't want you to whatever and they don't want to share their feelings or whatever. They're kind of like a fortress. But then the fortress surrounds the inside insecure grounds. It's the inner circle of a man that safely trusts this woman. Um, I learned this early on, like I said, when the kids were little, and I remember studying this and thought, I want Eddie to feel safe with whatever he shares with me. I want it to feel safe. I want him to safely trust me. And I know that, you know, if your marriage is unstable or whatever, you're having a rough time or your marriage is not like 100 at that point, at this point, and you're really, really struggling this actually is the key to kind of putting things back together. You can trust me. I'm not going to go and tell everyone our business. I'm not going to go talk about you. I'm not going to go gossip about you. Let's start here. And let's start with trust. When I read this, I knew that come what may, whatever that was coming, and now we're almost 18 years in, I wanted to be that person. Not always been easy, but I'm telling you what, with a mindset, a decision like of Kyle. It's a lot easier to do. I know I can be victorious. I know he can trust me no matter what, because God is the one that placed us together. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. And I just read to you in Proverbs 31 at the beginning: her husband praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. There is a place that our husband need our husband's hearts need to rest. And because we're their wife that place is with us. When you're looking at Proverbs 31, we all can do this, guys. This is super easy. This is just saying, tell me what you need to tell me. I got your back. And that's what she does. Okay. I want to move on. I really like this idea that, let me just read it to you. She looks for wool and flax and she works for, she works with her hands in delight. She looks for wool and flax, and she works with her hands in delight. Okay? Verse 16 says, She considers a field and buys it, and from her earnings she plants a vineyard. What does this tell us? She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. 16. She considers a field and buys it. And from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Okay. It goes on and it tells you about her making decisions, which means she's, per, she, we know she works and she's very business savvy. Did you realize that the Proverbs 31 woman worked outside of raising her children? I love this. I love the portion that it says she works with her hands with delight. I love what I do. She clearly loved working with her hands. She was not afraid to tell people, listen, I'm considering this field. I'm going to buy it. She goes on and, uh, and she also buys and sells property. It's unbelievable what this woman does. With her, uh, she considers a field and buys it from her earnings. She plants a vineyard. This woman was business savvy and she worked outside the home. When I saw that and I knew that God was calling me to full-time ministry to work outside the home, it exhilarated my heart. It says she works with her hands in delight. I love what I do. I love getting to do this. I love traveling. I love writing books. God has called me to do it. As soon as I saw this, all the stigma and the guilt of working outside the home um, started to melt away. How could this woman consider a field and buy it, buy a vineyard, uh, work with her hand? How could she do all of those things? Because she had Kayil. She had that military stance as she went through the different priorities of her day. This woman worked. Her husband trusted her. She worked. To me, that was so freeing for me to see. I loved it. The next one I want to talk about, and we're just going to go through a couple of these things. I want to read for you Proverbs 31 14 through 17. Hopefully, this is insightful to you, to those of you that have been in um, church for a while, and maybe you've never really understood exactly all this woman does. But I want to talk to you about balance. She worked. Her husband loved her and trusted her, and she was a balanced woman. Let's read it. She looks for wool and flax. I just read this verse to you, but I'm going to read it again. And with her hand, and works with her hands in delight. She is like merchant ships. She brings food from afar. She rises while it is still night. She gives food to her household, portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. And from her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Now, why do I say she is balanced? First of all, she's not lazy. Okay. So uh, for people like me, I'm like constantly going, um, sometimes a little too much and I've rein myself in. This woman does a lot, but she does it well. And how she does it is with that kayil, with that militant stance, with that strength, valor, integrity, as she's overseeing her life, she does this. She works with her hands. She brings food to her household, verse 15. She also is a great boss because she feeds her maidens, those who work for her. She's a good business partner because she considers a field and buys it. She girds herself with strength. So she takes care of herself. This woman is taking care of her home and taking care of her business and taking care of those that work for her all at the same time. She's balanced. She takes care of her children. She feeds them. If you were to read on in the passage, she clothes her children very, very well. She takes care of them. But nothing seems to be off because she's balanced, which tells me this. This woman knows how to say no. When you have this really strategic outlook on your life, you know when things don't fit in to it. Your life does not boss you around. You boss your life around. You tell your life what you're going to do. Life doesn't just happen. You direct it. This woman understood in order to do all of these things, I have to let God direct my life. So she knew how to say no. How else could she run businesses, feed her children, be a good boss and take care of those that work for her? How could she do that? She was directing her life. It was not overwhelming her. Word of the day, balance. She knew how to do that. I learned a lot from her with this because I think we as women fall under this veil of guilt and um, we want to say yes, just because everyone will like us. If we say yes, we want to let our kids do everything just because everyone will like them. If we let them do everything, we want to say yes to all these business ventures, even though we know we're going to be overstretched and outstretched. This woman didn't do that. She knew what her priorities were. My encouragement to you today is, first of all, are you doing that? And if you are doing that, have that Cahill stance and start saying no. My daughter would be involved in everything at the school if we let her, and she would never be home, and she would be exhausted all the time. And I, I think I've said this, a couple of months ago. She came to us, and she was just flat out exhausted. Like she just, she couldn't even hardly talk. Her school was overwhelming her. She's involved in fourteen things, literally. She had done like four different after-school activities that day, and I looked at her and I said, "You're going to say no next year to these specific things. Why? Because in order to be." A Proverbs 31, young woman, you have to learn to balance. You can't do it all. Your plate's too full. You need to take a couple things off of your plate so that you can be successful in life. And guess what? She did that. And as soon as she made those phone calls and made those decisions, my child, the lightness in her returned. It was a beautiful thing. If you're feeling overwhelmed, say no. Your child does not have to be in every single sports activity ever made, ever. Like I I listen to some of these things and I'm like, "What? you're going to soccer, then you're going to baseball, and then you're going to karate, and then you're going to um, gymnastics, and then you're going to dance in one day. What? That's crazy. Balance. Say no. They don't need to do that. Probably they're exhausted as well. So pull back the reins. This woman knew how to do that because she could take care of the bigger things in life that God was calling her to do. Let me move on from balance. Proverbs 31, 18 says this, she senses that her gain is good. I love this and I wanted to stop on this. And after this, we're going to have one more. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. Now, this is talking after she is taken care of everyone. She's bought the field. She's bought the vineyard. She's clothed her house. She's clothed her, she's fed her house. She's fed her maidens. She senses that her gain is good. She senses. This stuck out to me because I think earlier in my marriage, when my, um, my, when my kids were little, I needed to learn to sense that my gain was good. I needed to learn to sense things. And I started praying for discernment because um, I had made a lot of decisions in my life and I didn't want to make any more bad decisions. So I began to ask the Lord to speak to me, which would be my interpretation of the senses right here in Proverbs 31. She senses that her gain is good. I sense when things are going good and when they're not in my family and in my life because of the Holy Spirit. She senses. I love this because there's been a lot of times when um, the Lord has spoke to me about one of my children. I called one of my children the other day and I said, I'm worried about you. God's brought you to my mind. They came home that day and they cried for two hours because they had the worst day ever. I sensed that what was happening in my household's life that day was not good because I know the God who knows if it is good or if it is not. The Proverbs 31 woman was tuned into the Lord so that he could tell her, hey, listen, this is going well and this is not going well. This needs some work and this is not. One day I'm going to write a book called Spirit-Led Parenting (laughs) and it's going to be great. I just know it. But us as women, if you don't have discernment or if you don't think you have discernment or if you're a young mom and you don't kind of even know what I'm talking about, start praying for discernment so that you can sense if your household is taken care of, if your maidens are taken care of, if your business is taken care of, if your work is taken care of. One of the reasons why she was so successful is that she could sense whether things were going well or not. Ooh, I love that. The last one, Proverbs 31, um, 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. Now, my word of the year last year was laugh. In some versions, it says laugh. This laugh is not like I'm laughing because it's hilarious. This laugh interpreted means mocks. She mocks the future. She smiles at the future almost mischievously. And this is what she says with her smile. She says, bring it on. She's confident. And her God, she's got a military stance. And she looks at the future and she can mock it. And she can say, bring it on. I'm ready for you. Whatever you got, I got it. Why can she say that? Because she knows her God. And she knows whatever comes her way, the Lord God Almighty is going to be the one that gets her through. That thing, the future, whatever's in it, it's not going to overwhelm her. She's going to overwhelm it. And she's going to conquer it. Because she is more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Guys, I could go on forever. Wasn't that so good? I could go on forever. There's so many different things that I'm gleaning, uh, that I have gleaned out of Proverbs 31. Again, I did seven different messages on them, so you can imagine uh, how much content I have. But I wanted to just encourage you guys today, if you feel like, "Mm, I can't do that or whatever, yes, you can. Yes, you can. This woman is not outside of the realm of your possibility, no matter what your personality is, um, no matter what your outlook on life is. Um, you can face your life, take control of it, because God is in control. You can face the problems, face the things you need to face. You can say no. You can balance out your life. And in the end, just like Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children will rise up and bless her. Her husband also And he praises her saying, many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. You can do it. Happy Mother's Day to you. I love you guys so super duper much. I know this was long, but I also felt like it should be. Uh, We're going to take a break. After the break, I am going to tell you an awesome story about what happened in y'all's life this week. I'll be back
1: in a sec. Are you new to this whole Jesus thing and don't know where to start? Or maybe you've been following him for a while and you want to dig deeper into the Word of God. Then you've come to the right place. Each month, Autumn hosts an online in-depth Bible study through Facebook Live called The Jesus Initiative. The Jesus Initiative is a monthly spiritual challenge to anyone willing to join and grow deeper in their faith. She covers topics such as fasting, studying the scriptures, and even how to hear from God. Autumn desires to help break down complex topics in a way that's easy for everyone to understand and to implement into their own lives. The goal of the Jesus Initiative is to tackle real life topics in a real life way grounded in the word of God. Understanding the things of God doesn't have to be hard. If you're a believer who wants to grow in your faith and strengthen your relationship with God, these Bible studies will help you do just that. Simply search Autumn Miles on Facebook or on Instagram and click the follow button so you can stay in the loop for when the next Bible study begins.
0: Okay, guys, here I'm back, and I wanted to just share what God is doing in your life. Now, this is very, very simple, but it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. (laughs) It's two sentences. Uh, But I love, I'm not even going to say this person's name because we certainly don't want to embarrass them, but um, we got a message in this week and it says this, simply put, God changed my circumstances. I will finally not be homeless starting next week. (laughs) Let me read that again. Simply put, God changed my circumstances. I will finally not be homeless starting next week. You guys, that is something to praise the Lord about for this precious woman. And if you're listening right along today, we are so excited for you. I'm excited for what God has done in your life. I'm excited for this new lease on life. I'm so thankful for the God of provision in your life. But guys, that's what God is doing in our family. That's what he's doing amongst us. Things like that every single week. And there are so many of you guys out there. There's literally thousands of you guys out there that God is working in. He's working amongst us. He's working with us and for us. And man, he is a good God. So congratulations to you, my dear. Thank you so much for bringing that in. Here's a question that we got in. And I'm I'm also not going to say the name on this one because we don't want to embarrass people. But it says, I feel like I'm beyond help. How can God help me when I can't forgive myself for all the mistakes I've made with my kids? I'm trying, but the more I try, the further my family gets. I need God's help because I don't know how to fix this. Her original question was, how can God help me when I can't forgive myself for all the mistakes that I've made with my kids? I don't know the circumstances of your situation other than it has to uh, deal with your children. But I would just start really simply. If you find yourself in a place where you can't forgive yourself, I think your focus probably needs to be on the fact that you are already forgiven, whether you forgive yourself or not. Guys, we just came through Easter, Good Friday, the whole thing. We just came through celebrating The God, the savior of the world dying on the cross for everything that we ever did wrong. So let me tell you something. If you can't get a grip and come to the terms with yourself that you can't forgive yourself, you need to know that you are already forgiven by a God who died for every mistake you ever made. So rather than focusing on forgiving yourself, which I think is, a, is important to do, maybe first we should back up a step and just receive the relief of grace and forgiveness in your life from a God that also tells us from his word, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Sounds to me like you're struggling with a lot of guilt. Well, that guilt is not from God. That condemnation is not from God. God looks at you and he sees his son and he says, she's forgiven. I don't, con-. what did he say to the woman who was caught in the midst of adultery? I don't condemn you. Sometimes we need to receive the relief of the forgiveness of God, and then not so much focusing on ourselves, but then knowing his grace covers us, then we can say, okay, Lord, I need you to intervene and I need you to help me via your spirit and via your word, try to heal me first and then move into my family. Okay. It sounds like there's a lot of healing that needs to take place there. And let me tell you something, that mountain is not too big for God not to move it. Um, he will move that mountain. I've been thinking about this, this a long time. God dropped this in my heart the other day. If he created the mountains, he can move them. So whatever that avalanche of hurt that is there, that healing that needs to take place, it is not too big for God not to come in and move it all away, and wipe it all out. Okay? So we'll be praying for you for sure. Let me close this in prayer. Again, happy Mother's Day. I know this was a little bit different um, message for you guys today, but I love to go through those little verses in Proverbs 31, because I think it is um, just such a freeing passage. But happy Mother's Day. Let me pray over you all. Lord, I do pray for all the moms out there, moms to be, the foster moms, the the adoptive moms, the every grandma, great grandma, great aunt, all of them, Lord. I pray for every single mother out there today. And God, I ask you to encourage them deeply. I ask you, Lord, to infuse them with a refreshing from your spirits, a refreshing from your grace, God, I pray that you would remind them, Lord, that you are with them every step of the way. I pray, Lord, that you would give them discernment, Lord, uh, to raise their families and their children and to make decisions on the fly oftentimes, Lord, to help their kids counsel through friend problems and uh, relationship problems and situations that come up. And should I go to this college or that college? And how should I handle this? And should I take this job or not? God, we thank you for the moms that do it all. We thank you for the moms that rise early, that stay up late. We thank you for the moms that are clothing us and feeding us, Lord. We thank you for the moms, Lord, that are constantly on their knees for their children, for their families. God, we thank you for those moms. And God, I pray that the moms that are listening today and the future moms that are listening today, I pray, Lord, that you would wrap them, Lord, in your love and compassion for them. And we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you that you will do that. I thank you for your blessing on your word today. And God, I just ask for you to show up in their lives this week. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you next week for a super exciting episode of The Autumn Miles Show. Do not go anywhere. I'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Autumn Miles Show. To find out more, go to autumnmiles.com. Once you're there, you can check out the many resources that Autumn has available, from her books and past episodes to her video series. We've got all the tools you need to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. Once again, that's autumnmiles.com. To get connected and for more encouraging content, you can follow Autumn on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Autumn Miles in your internet browser. We appreciate your prayers and support for this ministry. It's because of you that we have been able to impact millions of people worldwide and that we can continue to serve those who need to hear Autumn's message of victory and promise. Find out how you can come alongside us when you go to autumnmiles.com Just search the top of the index for the support tab. Thank you for listening in today and be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Autumn Miles Show.